Good morning. Welcome. Good to be with you this morning. Thanks for joining with us. Hope you've had a great time already sensing God's presence as we've worshipped together as God's people. So good to be with you. As we kick off, I want to just uh, draw your attention to the fact that at the end of this meeting, a few minutes time, we'll be sharing communion together, some bread and wine. Uh, so perhaps this might be the good moment for you to quickly dash out to the kitchen, grab yourself um, a little bit of bread and wine, a little bit of grape juice and a cracker, uh, just something so that you can be sharing together with us all um, as I bring this message to a close not too many minutes uh, away from now. I want to start by uh, us reading together an interesting little passage from Luke chapter 12. It'll appear on the screen uh, so we can read it together. Here it is. So uh, Luke chapter 12 verses 54 to 56. When Jesus turned to the crowd and said, when you see clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, here comes a shower. And you're right. When the south wind blows, you say, today will be a scorcher. And it is, you fools. You know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. Now, there's something interesting in that, which I believe that in the midst of Jesus giving those who are listening to him a rebuke, he's actually also implying that for those who are of the family of God, we are able to discern um, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we are able to discern what God is doing in uh, the season in which we find ourselves. And that's something which we want to be doing together as God's people here in Community Church so that we are positioning ourselves for all that he is going to bring to us in this next season. So with that in mind, we are beginning a four-week uh, series today called Reset. Reset to display his glory. And we simply want to be looking together at some of the things that he is doing in the spirit to prepare us to be people who shine his glory uh, through our lives, into the lives of all those that we touch and into our community, into the society in which we live. He wants us to, uh, to bring his glory with us wherever we go at any time that, uh, that that opportunity may present itself. So we want to be learning over this coming season. We'll be using uh, a couple of key sources. We'll be looking in Hebrews chapter 12 for some of the key messages there that speak about the king and his kingdom uh, around us. And we'll be delving in also to a prophetic word that Graham Cook released here in the UK in the summer of 2019. Um, now, why do we do that? Well, Graham Cook is a recognised prophet and uh, for many years has been uh, releasing and revealing the heart of God to his people all around the world. And last year at the European Leaders Alliance meetings in July of last year, Graham released this word which came with significant weight. Many, many of the leaders who were present were immediately impacted with the, the sense of importance and, uh, as I say, weightiness that rested on this word. And at the start of this year, as coronavirus began to take its effect all around the globe, it really caught my attention and a number of us began to really pay attention to some of the things that God was saying through this prophetic word from last year. The reason being that the very first line was, I think, particularly applicable to what we were beginning to experience. The very first line of the prophetic word said this, the chaos of the world is simply the prime time of the kingdom. 
The chaos of the world is simply the prime time of the kingdom. So there we were back at the start of this year beginning to experience chaos and indeed as the months have rolled on nation after nation has experienced chaos because of coronavirus. But God says even in the midst of chaos this is prime time for my kingdom. Now, many of you, I know, have already heard that uh, this, this word reset, other words similar, like recalibration, that began to be kind of uh, spoken of uh, as we found ourselves going into lockdown back around March. And right through this whole season, uh, prophetic voices from all around the world have been speaking about the reset, the divine reset, this recalibration to a new normal that God wants to do amongst his people. And so we've been giving ourselves to to seeking to discern, to interpret the times as Jesus encourages his listeners to back there in Luke chapter 12. And we hope to be bringing some of those um, messages to you uh, over these next few weeks. It's not going to be the entire picture, but just some of the things that we sense God is saying to us so that we are positioned to bring increase to his kingdom as we go into the next season together. I want to propose to us today something that at first glance may not seem very obvious, but I believe that God is moving his church from a Pentecost mindset uh, and paradigm into a tabernacles paradigm. What on earth does that mean? Well, <laughs> I, I want to explore that a little bit more um, with us. But it's interesting as we even just look chronologically at where we are today at the end of June, um, because the Pentecost feast is in May and the Tabernacles feast in the Jewish calendar is around about the end of September, uh, early October. And so here we are in June, right in the middle of Pentecost and Tabernacles. And Pentecost is uh, characterized by visitation. What do we think of when we think of Pentecost? We think of the Spirit coming. We think of a powerful moment in the church's history where the Spirit fell, people's lives were transformed, and the New Testament church was born. When we think of tabernacles, however, the picture there is a celebration of God dwelling amongst his people. It was the time where Israel looked back to when they were in the wilderness and God traveled with them in a tent. Just as they dwelled in tents, God's presence was there amongst them. He was there by a cloud of uh, by a cloud uh, during the day and by a pillar of fire at night. They could see, they could sense, they knew that he was present with them every moment of every day. And this, I believe, is the shift that the Lord wants to bring to us in this season. It's not the whole picture of reset, but I believe it's a, a critical and important aspect for us to lay hold of together, to move from visitation to habitation. Let me uh, read to you, I'm going to pop it on the screen here again, but let's, let's read together some of the words again from Graham Cook's prophetic word of last year that speak about this transition. God says, I can no longer tolerate the language and the customs of visitation. I can no longer endure this passive waiting for something to happen. I've reached the end of patience with a learned helplessness that cries out for release because they live from the wrong place. And now you must come into divine order. My kingdom is a culture of habitation, of abiding, 
of dwelling, of staying, of living from within. This is what God wants to do amongst us in these days. I wonder if, like me, we, we can often get into that uh, headspace where we go through life, we do our normal thing Monday to Saturday and life is kind of operates at a low level and then we have Sunday and we have a great meeting and we worship God and his presence is tangible and it's like a high point of the week and then it drops back down again and off we go Monday to Saturday. It's just a, a humdrum spiritual experience. A little bit like revival history even as you look back there have been these moments where where God's presence has been so powerful and then it goes quiet again for a little while. I don't believe that that is the heart of our Father. The reason I say that is because God reveals that his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. He, he says in Isaiah chapter 9 that of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. What does that say? Increase forever. Constant increase is his desire for his people. And I believe in those moments of revival history, he's calling us again and saying, church, wake up. You can live at a much higher level. You can live at a much greater level of, of experiencing my presence and my power and the outpouring of my heart amongst you. I believe that one of the things God is doing in this time of reset is he is calling us strongly to inhabit the spiritual space that is possible for us. Not to have a meetings mentality, as, as much as I love meetings, I love church meetings. I've given my life to um, leading and, and being part of the church and, and the meetings are important, but let's not settle into this mentality that says, well, Monday to Saturday is just going to be mundane, then I'll have a great experience on, on Sunday and I'll worship God and I'll know his presence. It can be like that with conferences. We, we go along life as normal, then comes the conference, Wow, it's amazing. And then we drop back down again to this kind of spiritual normal. I don't want to tolerate that anymore. I don't want to sit in that place of just saying, well, this is life. This is the way it is. And I believe God is inviting us not to be a people who are fixated on the meeting, who are fixated on the Sunday, but who are living uh, aware of his habitation with us 24-7, every day of the week, Monday through Sunday, Every moment, just as the people of Israel celebrated the presence of God dwelling amongst them, that we will live conscious of this habitational God who has said, I love you so much that I'm coming to make my home in your heart and to transform you every moment of every day from the inside to the outside. What a glorious picture. What a beautiful thing that he has promised for us. Well, so what, in a sense, I hear you say, well, how do I apply this? How do I make this real in my life? Well, I want to draw your attention back to that graphic, the, uh, the, the reset graphic. And down there in the left-hand corner, there is this little phrase, warning, previous settings will be erased. I wonder, has that ever happened to you when you look at your phone or your computer and you're thinking, oh, if I, if I say yes to this reset, then I'm going to lose some of my previous stuff. Well, I want to assure you that our God is good, that our God is loving, and that what he is calling us to let go of is for our good. It is so that we can go into greater measures of freedom, greater measures of knowing his presence, and greater measures of seeing the demonstration of his kingdom break out amongst us in these days. 
there are some things that he is calling us to let go of. Let me read to you again just that section from the Graham Cook Word. I can no longer endure this passive waiting for something to happen. I've reached the end of patience with a learned helplessness that cries out for release because they live from the wrong place. God doesn't want us to be in those places of helplessness and passivity. So I want to suggest to you today that God is calling us to repent of a couple of things. They're going to come up on the screen and as they do, just take a moment to read them and discern in your spirit. Ask Holy Spirit to help you to see where these things apply in your life. So the first one to repent of, it says, I repent of an old mindset that passively waits for God to fulfill my commission for me. Of course, it's good for us to uh, not presume. And uh, Jesus himself looked to see what the Father was doing and then he acted. But we have been commissioned. And what we see as we look at the New Testament apostles is that we see people who are given wholeheartedly to uh, fulfilling their commission. They are active in pressing forward. And we are equally called to be people who lay hold of the commission that God has given us. Not sit back passively, but press in to see his kingdom extended and increased through our lives. The second one for us to consider is this. I repent of an old mindset of helplessness and a victim mentality that cries out for release rather than trusting God's empowering presence today. An old mindset of helplessness, a victim mentality. Folks, I want to recognise uh, before you today that I have many times fallen into that place. Oh, I'm so helpless. Oh, Lord, will you please help me? Will you please release me from this situation? So much better than that would be to say, Lord, I know you're with me. I know you're present with me in difficulty just as much as you're present with me in hardship. Will you help me? Will you show me who you want to be for me in this moment? Will you reveal to me the aspects of your nature that I can only come to know because of the circumstances that I am facing today? It, it's such a transition, lifting uh, our gaze out of that victim place and into a place of sonship, of daughterhood, of knowing that our Father is committed with us and for us and he is never going to leave us or forsake us. In a moment, we're going to take communion. Um, before we do, I've, I want us to, to read together a declaration of truth and to let this sink into our hearts. You know, the communion, when Jesus had communion with his disciples, it was a moment of transition, transitioning from the old, transitioning into the new. And today for us, my longing is that as we have uh, bread and wine together in just a moment, that it will mark a transition for us, moving from a mindset of occasional visitation and into a confidence of constant habitation with our God. So let's look first of all at these words together um, and uh, we'll read them together and then we'll share communion. So read with me, if you will. Lord, today I embrace your reset. My heart is your habitation here on earth. I will live constantly aware of your presence and consistently expectant to see the glory of your kingdom manifested in me and through me. I renounce passivity 
and I lay hold afresh of my commission to bring you glory through every aspect of my life. Amen. Amen. Well, if you've got your little elements, bread and wine, grape juice and crackers, whatever it may be, if you've got those handy, why don't we just grab those together right now? Jesus took communion with his disciples and uh, in that moment he was showing them something incredibly profound. He was saying every time you take into yourselves the very basic elements of life, I want you to know that I am with you. I want you to know that my power is for you, that my perfection has become your perfection. All of uh, our brokenness is taken up in his broken body. He has made us whole again. And all of our imperfections, all of our sin has been washed clean by his perfect spilled blood. As we eat and drink in a moment, I just want to encourage you to recognize his presence within you. Just as tangibly as the uh, bread and wine, the grape juice, the crackers, as, as tangibly as they go into your mouth and down into your stomach, his presence is taking up residence, habitation within you. And he is calling us as his church to live from that place today. Just take a moment and eat and drink with your family members, by yourself, however you find yourself today. But be thankful that this glorious God is not here one moment and gone the next, but he is here and he is here to stay. He is here to dwell in you richly and bring all the fullness of himself into your day-by-day, moment-by-moment experience. Let's eat and drink with real thankfulness and joy in our hearts. Father, I want to thank you that you are present. I want to thank you that you are not a God who keeps his distance, that you are not a God who comes one day and goes the next. I want to thank you, Lord, that you are the God of habitation, the God who is with us 24-7, 365. You are so present with us today. I bless you, Father. I bless you, Holy Spirit. I bless you, Jesus, for your presence, for your closeness, for your intimacy with us. And I pray today, Lord God, that as we seek to embrace this reset that you are bringing to your church globally, that, Lord God, we will be caught up in the glory of seeing your kingdom extended and your love demonstrated to person after person, household after household, to seeing societies, towns, cities and nations changed because of your presence amongst your people. Catch us up on this, Lord. We give ourselves to it. We thank you that uh, you are walking with us, your hand on our back, guiding us with your eye, and so consistently faithful and kind. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, that's where we're going to finish today. 
you don't need to run off. If uh, you are new to us, new to CCBS online, first of all, you're so welcome. I'm so glad you've stuck with us through this long presentation today. And uh, there will be an opportunity for you to meet with some of our members just as this meeting comes to a close. Do stay tuned. The information will come up on the screen as to how you can enter that uh, special newcomers Zoom room. There are a couple of other opportunities for our members. One is for prayer. If you'd like to receive prayer, um, then the information will have been in your e-news bulletin this week. And similarly, if you'd just like to hang around and have coffee virtually with a number of our other church members, then again, the information is in e-news from earlier this week. So do look that up and uh, get yourself ready to connect with, meet with, pray with and share with other brothers and sisters in Community Church in just a few moments time. Thanks again for being with us. I pray you'll have a really blessed week and that you will know that the God of the universe dwells with you 24-7. Have a great week.